You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatori catching a little raspy in that voice after a well, bender. I'll tell you, it was another bender weekend in the Bahamas. Uh, no, I just uh, had to clear my throat a little bit, uh, We're but we're back at it. Shopped, uh, just jumped straight off the plane, gosh, about two hours ago, got over here, grabbed some dinner, ready to pod. We had a fantastic conversation today. Wish everybody on the other side of the microphone could uh, could know what you were saying, Nick. But. Corey, I feel like uh, Dan with that background, with that jacket, he says stepped off the plane like he wants us to think that it was like frontier economy. Uh, right. looks like a wheel, it looks like a wheels up guy. Uh, I, I will say I will say this. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was sitting right behind me. On oh, I thought you said something Bahamas else. Miami. I thought you led with something else, another T word. You said Teddy Bridgewater was on the flight? Teddy Bridgewater, um, Miami Dolphin legend. You uh, and Teddy were sharing the private jet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made more we, financial um, sense. That's right. Yeah, they that's they right. Uh, Ubered a jet. Yeah, yeah, he's about to be a free agent, you know, so I had to I picked him up. He had kindness in my heart. You know, uh, Teddy yeah, Bridgewater yeah. Um, from uh, from your neck of the woods. Uh, so, um, you know, wish we could have seen Teddy Two Gloves more, have a more, so more success with the Dolphin. The woods. Like, not my neck. I'm a Palm Beach guy. You're, you're, oh, you guys neck of the woods is long. Oh, didn't he go to where did he go? Miami Northwestern, I believe. Oh, he went to oh, never mind. I had, a, nope, I had the right? counties flipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, anyway, Teddy Bridgewater was there, but Nick, uh, you pointed out an important background. Uh, it is Gasparilla week here in Tampa. Um, I'll be honest with you. We're going to go back-to-back weekends, boys. Oh, man. <laughs> this is back. Oh, man. This is, back. This, is this is vintage Dan right here, man. Back at it again. And listen, we'll um, find something to celebrate uh, February 1st weekend. So there'll, there'll be something going on the, 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 the following weekend. You got to keep the bender going, man. How was uh, – give me – give me. Uh, you, you went to go see my kinfolk in, uh, in the Bahamas this weekend. I did. Uh, you still got your dapper jacket on. How was the dapper weekend for Dapper Dan, man? What the vibe? Yeah, no, I had to. I had to put on a jacket actually when I got back uh, back to Tampa. Here, it's cold. Uh, it was good, man. We stayed at the Baja Mar. Oh, it's um, cold up here. Yeah, it's like in the like low sixties right now. I know for you guys that aren't in Florida, you're like, oh wow, it's it's really not cold. It's it's cold, uh, it's cold and windy here. here. Yeah. Um, but uh, but at the Baja Mar, which is a beautiful spot. I mean, it's not my my favorite place. I uh, got the opportunity to go. Uh, it's a company that I work for. It's our President's Club trip. Um, got to go a few right. years ago, uh, but it's a fantastic spot if you're looking for a place that has, I mean, they have a, a really cool water park. Uh, they have a, a, a big casino. They have a couple cigar bars. I think they have 40 different restaurants. It is great. Um, it's great times. The weather was perfect, but uh, I think four days, I'm not sure about you guys. I feel like four days in, in one place, it's kind of a resort that you don't really leave is about the maximum amount of time I want to spend somewhere before I'm, I'm getting a little... Uh, I'm planning a, a, a seven day uh, vacation right now. It's right around. It's gonna be a whole family shindig with uh, family reunion vibes with me, and my my family, and my brother's family and mom's immediate family type joint. But we trying to do like a week, man. Yep. Yeah. Where are you going yeah. to the bombs? 
I, I, I don't want to do the Bahamas. I want to go somewhere I haven't been. Of course, yeah. the, the rest of the fam want to do the Bahamas. Uh, and that'd be dope because we, I got family there that we can all go and see and just vibe with a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I want to do, um, you know, maybe Turks and Caicos, uh, mm. uh, Barbados, or something like that. Some uh, yeah. West Indies, but I'm not sure what. Uh, we'll see how it all pans out. Yeah, Brooke and her mom are going to the Dominican Republic next month for her nice. uh, mom's birthday. Uh, so I'll let you know how Punta Cana is. But uh, drop some recommendations in the chat uh, if you have any recommendations for Silk. Uh, Interesting highly in recommend America as well, like Costa Rica, like that type. I don't know what the vibes is in Central America, like what, what like what's good and what's safe ah, these days. Yeah, mm. nah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But uh, they got some good vacation spots and some nice scenery over there, Nick. I know, yeah. like. I know things get crazy, but I've heard some yeah. great things about Costa Rica. Right. Costa Rica, I've heard is beautiful. Um, Belize, I just, Belize, Belize. Belize, I heard a lot, and they speak right. English over there. It's their primary language. Sure. Uh, yes. Saint Lucia for Matt, uh, which obviously isn't in South America, but in the Caribbean, there for you. That's a good one. Um, but I've heard some good things about Panama too. Right, 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 right. You know, yeah, not I feel, like, feel like the uh, risk of ending up in the back of a van um, might outweigh. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to do. Shout out to my man Brandon Hicks. Brandon Hicks gave me a story like last year of some crazy shit that happened in Mexico. <laughs> and I just been, I told my brother, I was like, bro, we can't just go with a vacation and, and, um, and just bullshitting. Like, you got, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're little, good. See, see, that's why I don't like podcasting on Stadium Miguel at night. I get a little too loose. Man. Yeah, you know what? Um, no, we, we need Stadium Miguel. We'll, after throw, dark. We'll, we'll throw the E. <laughs> we'll throw Miguel the E on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> We're going to get into like football stuff, but we like to talk, like catch up on our lives a little bit. <laughs> Sorry for the people that don't like this stuff. Fast forward. Yeah. Um, but, but real quick, uh, I was talking about my brother. Brandon Hicks gave me a story about like this wild altercation that happened with him in Mexico and how you just got to be safe over there, even if it was the police. Like they, they're shady as well, man. Mm -hmm. So, I was telling my brother why, as we was booking and planning this trip, I'm like, hey, man, I don't know, man. Uh, we may just want to stick with the West Indies, uh, people that have relationships with the states for right now because the world's in a wild place. Yeah, I've been to uh, – in Mexico, I've been to Cabo, I've been to Cancun, I've been to Playa del Carmen. I'm not really mm -hmm. into a lot of shenanigans there. But the problem is once you get a little bit outside of where those resorts are and everything else, uh, you're right in the thick of it. So – uh, it's one of those places that you probably just want to make sure that you're, you're in a place that you know and you're safe. Uh, yeah, St. Lucia, I've heard great things. Heard great things about St. John's, uh, too. I went to Aruba uh, a couple years ago. That's a ton of fun. Nice. Um, as long as you don't get, um, you know, involved with uh, – yeah, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep her name out of it. It's yeah. been it's been a while. <laughs> her for name, her name. Um, uh, shout out to her. Yeah, I like I like to go home. amongst the locals yeah. when I do go like on <laughs> on vacations and stuff. So mm -hmm. I I I. I I want to feel comfortable with hanging out with the locals. I don't want to be at resorts. So I want to yeah. go somewhere where I can hang out with the locals and not be stuck at, you know, uh, a sandals. I'll say oh, this. You, you mean Michael, Michael Scott and Jan Levinson had a wonderful week. Oh, uh, man, they sure at did. Sandals, Jamaica. They sure now, did. I, I, I want to do sandals, but I don't want to be stuck at the sandals the entire yeah. time. Like, I don't want to be uh, in Mexico, America. Yeah. And I mean, if you go to Cancun, that's what it is. You go to Cabo right. for the most part, that's kind of what it is. Um, no, I'll say this. I mean, that's, the culture, man. that's the one thing about the Bahamas, unfortunately. Uh, and then we'll get into to the show. Um, but um, that's the one thing about the Bahamar. You don't really want to go. And this is probably the same for Atlantis. I've never been there, but they're not that far away from each other is you don't want to get too far because there's just not much to do. And all of the restaurants that are there that aren't on the hotel know that you're just there to get off of the hotel property. So they right. they don't really have a lot of culture in our aspect, you know, cultural aspects of it. 
but that's the, the hardest part to me is you're in a foreign country and yes, you know, you're going to interact with the coworkers and everything else, but it's so geared towards tourism and that's sometimes hard to forget that or hard to, to remember that you are in a, you know, foreign country. Okay. So right. like to like to get out amongst the locals myself as well, but uh, man, wherever you go, I know that you're going to have a blast. Um, Nick, you have a good weekend. Anything you want to write home about? Good weekend. Um, we have a, a travel agent that's doing um, uh, playing the honeymoon for us in, uh, nice. in Italy, Italy, Croatia, and um, well, you going for yacht little, week? Flex on my little trip, bro. No, no, no. We're doing well. It's it's honeymoon, so that's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Big boy. Once, um, and uh, my you doing fiance, a week? Or are you doing like a few days? Like, oh, buddy, we're, 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 we're thirteen going, days. We got PTO 13? already. PTO's requested 13 days. Uh, I'm gonna get my ass out of heat from bro. If you yeah, for 13 days. State State Miguel HR has not yet received a request. I got so no PTO <laughs> time off. We'll, see you, every, of we'll see you every Monday on your vacation. I think What's going Monday, on, Monday, Monday from the Coliseum. Uh, <laughs> That's right in Rome. Um, well, maybe just bring the Pope on, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll make a phone call. Uh, I am. Yeah, we got. We, we got. Shout out to my man AD. We got a. We got a fan in Italy, man. Uh, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my guy AD. AD, if you uh, see this, uh, hit me up. Me and my fiance will be there. She'll she'll love that I'm you know, doing work. Uh, he's gonna hit you up too. You said that shit, but he's gonna do <laughs> <in the> <laughs> um, sure. But my my fiance, like real quick, like looked at what the travel agent had planned. She's like, hey, we can save three thousand dollars. Like use this three thousand dollars by not driving from St. Augustine to Miami to fly out, but flying out from Jacksonville. Right. Um. Flying back to from back to America from Croatia was ridiculous. So I think we're gonna do like a day in Ireland, like fly from Croatia okay, okay. to yeah. Ireland and then Ireland back in. It just made more sense. And then I gotta go see Guinness. And shout oh, out to Guinness. Now, no shout outs to Guinness. No, no, no. We are not shouting. No shout outs to Guinness. Are you going there on behalf of Ben Chase? I will. I, I'm going there with a pitchfork and a I torch. Being like, what do you mean? He can't drive on public roads to break a record. Get out of here. Florida man gets arrested <laughs> protesting yeah. friend not receiving Guinness World Record. We're actually going to talk to Ben Chase a little bit later uh, today. Uh, but, boys, we got a lot to get into. A lot of stuff that happened today made this show a little bit easier to kind of get through. Uh, but, as always, let's shout out our friend Alan Horn with State Farm Insurance. If you are in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama, Give him a call, 706-692-2888. Again, 706-692-2888. If you're looking for auto, home, renters, life, business, uh, whatever type of insurance you may want. And as always, we encourage you to shop around insurance rates, 706-692-2888 or allenhorninsurance.com. Uh, gentlemen, the Gators did receive two transfer uh, commits uh, today. Uh, we can talk about those, but I think the more pressing matter that we want to talk to you before we get Ben on the phone is, obviously over the last couple of weeks we've seen uh, the culmination of the Jaden Rashada saga come to an end, at least with the University of Florida's involvement. Now, uh, over the last few weeks, there's been a lot of rumors, been a lot of speculation, some fact, a lot of not fact uh, that has been out there. Uh, somehow John Ruiz entered my mentions on Friday, uh, fortunately, I, 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 I was a couple of were. my ties deep, Nick. I knew where you so were. So we were I knew ready what you to were go. Doing. I was like, I, like I was going to send you like a sly like text, like, "Hey, man, it's your birthday. No, oh, no. Oh, no. You're oh, popping man. champagne. Have Can't a good stop. night. Don't it's do trolling. this. This trolling don't stop because you just 
soaking up Bahama, Bahamian no. vibes, though. You right. still gotta get these trolls. <laughs> they think off, that think the Wi-Fi doesn't work in the Bahamas. I thought there was champagne, humidity, and good vibes, and instead it was back and forth with John. I'm like, ah, Dan. Dan, you know, I think we're too too many too many my ties deep to be doing this now. I like that it was my ties though. You like I like our damn vibe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how we connect on the vibes, bro. Like my ties, my joint, man. Uh and you also it, uh um you put me on to why am I forgetting the drink right now? Like the cushion's big a little bit before we started. Mm. Whiskey drink. Old fashioned. Old fashioned, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got you're the yeah, reason I, why I drink like old fashions every time I go somewhere, man. So like being damn vibe on stuff like shout out to the Mata, man. Yeah, yeah. Old yeah. fashion's the way to go. Old fashioned Nick, 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 Nick I'll tell you tell you before I even knew who you were, Silk. Um, I'd been on the old fashioned game. Um, yeah, old old fashions are, are are part of my heritage over here. I think I'm like, 10, <laughs> 10, 12, 13 years into these culture. things. You know, you you guys know me. I'm, I'm. Y'all pass liquor down. Yeah, my, uh, my background is white. You know, there's just not (laughs) a lot of, you know, there's just not a lot of colors back there. So we have to find ways uh, to find culture. We find them in old fashions. Ben Chase is waiting in the lobby, cracking up. But we have a conversation, Jen or Jen Ben. It's funny that you mentioned her name, Uh, Ben. We want to get. a phone. I heard we we're going to chat it with you soon, but uh, Corey Silk, I want our Corey and Nick, I uh, want to get your thoughts on um, just what's happened over the last couple of weeks um, with some of the news that's come out. Nick, I know that you're you've been working on a new story that's going to come out tomorrow. I know that you've mm. been working on on having a lot of conversations with folks that are in and around, and not just the ones that are the the most connected, but even some tangentially connected people as well. Um, so Nick, I don't know if you want to go into a little bit of, of that before we, before we move on. Yeah. Um, my, a lot of my friends will know that like, I, I don't really like, I'm not, I'm not, I want to like pick up the phone and call. Um, I've spent so many hours on the phone, um, these last two weeks. And, um, it's just like, every time you'd find something out, there's just like another layer, another onion. Um, and, and I think the biggest, at least in my mind, there, there's no winners in this Jaden Rashada situation. Um, College football circles are small, NIL circles are even smaller. And, and if you think for a second that um, a, a Lane Kiffin or a coach at Oklahoma or Minnesota isn't going to say, are you sure you want to go to Florida? Did, didn't you see this situation where, where they overpromised and undelivered? Um, I don't think it's an issue with anyone on campus. I don't think there's a single athlete at Florida that's done a deal with the Gator Collective that will have a bad thing to say about them. Um, mm-hmm. we walk up to, we walk up to, I, I remember joking with this about with another writer, we walk up to the new practice the new, uh, Hebner complex. And I'm like, man, these, these cars seem a little different here. There's a bunch of Teslas in here. I see some track Hawks. That's a Mercedes. Mm. I'm like, NIL, these guys are living good on NIL right now. So, uh, but I think the, the other loser in the situation is a 19 year old kid in high school who worked his ass off to graduate high school early, which a lot of kids do now. Um, he's a quarterback. Most schools don't take two quarterbacks. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. a running back. You'll take two in a class or four wide receivers in a class. He, he had uh, his whole life planned out. I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to play three years, go to the NFL. Um, now he's still looking for a new place to go mm-hmm. and to go and play. Uh, and I think the adults, around him the adults in his camp did him a huge disservice um and it should have been 
better communicated to him once the contract was terminated mm-hmm. that hey, we need to this is what it is that that money isn't there. We can renegotiate for a different sum or we can try to go somewhere else and find a new deal. And instead, mm-hmm. he was just continually told it's going to get worked out. It's going to get worked out. It's going to get worked out. And it worked itself out into a gigantic public fiasco um, that we, we saw play out you know, publicly for two weeks. But this has been going back two months since, since at least at least December 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, I, I want to get your, your thoughts there. And, you know, I put out a tweet that got some uh, people involved. Actually, this is the tweet that somehow got John Ruiz on my timeline. Not sure if he stalks my timeline. Um, you would think you'd have something better to do with that kind of money. But um, anyway, long story short, one of the things that I tweeted was it's I think the, the, the hardest part for me is it's very sad and disappointing, you know, to, to obviously Jane Rashada. It's, it's sad and disappointing to the University of Florida, uh, the coaching, you know, those that were involved in recruiting, you know, that it doesn't work out, right? I mean, this isn't just whoever has the largest sum of money is going to get you. There's relationships. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, but I think for me, you know, Nick, and, and maybe you're going to touch on it in your article tomorrow, uh, one of the things that I think is, is most frustrating is, is how many legal professionals have been involved. And I'm not going to name names, um, but I think if you were to just think of the periphery players uh, involved in this, I, I think that you could easily come up with four or five play or four or five uh, attorney players that have been at least tangentially involved that I, I, I seem to think um, – kind of shutter a lot of the blame away from them. Uh, it kind of gets pushed on other people. You, know, you blame the kid, you blame the Gator Collective, you blame you know individual people. There's a lot of attorneys that were involved. There's a lot of people that were involved in making sure that that contracts are understood, the ramifications of those uh, contracts as well that I, I don't think have gotten their due uh, responsibility um, load share in this. And, and I think that to me is a kind of a, a disappointing process as well because obviously they're the ones that know a lot more of the story they try to shelter themselves they try to protect themselves uh, and try to push the blame onto a lot of other people when you know you probably have a combined 80 90 maybe 100 plus years of of legal attorney work uh, in these individuals backgrounds that, that somehow fail to manage a lot of things from a legal perspective so that's me stepping off my soapbox for hopefully the last time here I think we need to like for like the average fan that that really don't know like what's going on, right? I just want to like slow it down and kind of like mm-hmm. play it out, like how it all went down. Um, not any negotiations because we weren't there. Well, how I think how how I'm reading it played out, and uh, Nick has an article that he's dropping tomorrow, ready for that heat. You know, it's just we'll gonna screech is gonna go crazy, man. I know they're gonna be ready for it, uh, but. This is how I see it went down. Then I'll give you my father perspective of it, you know, because I, that's mm-hmm. how I was handled, you know what I'm saying? And also my football fanship. But the way I see it, man, uh, there was a, a deal agreed upon. Uh, he flipped to the University of Florida, right? Um, he's committed. The flip happened. A deal was agreed upon. That deal, uh, whatever was a, agreed upon, uh, was sent to the Gator Collective to facilitate. Uh in the negotiations of it, in my in my mind, and what I, and what I'm reading, stuff, the information, everybody's writing articles. So I think was it Shane Matthews that came out and did yeah. something on a radio show as well. I think I thought he spoke well on the, on, mm-hmm. on the whole thing, but the Gator Collective was was facilitating the deal, which they always do. They never had any hiccups the entire time they've been facilitating NIL deals with the players at University of Florida. But somewhere in this deal, there was a hiccup. And apparently mm-hmm. it was on the uh, the amount of money 
uh, and there, the deal was canceled on December 7th. Mm -hmm. That's on public record that the Gator Collective canceled the deal for some reason. If you're a facilitator, you're you're pretty much the middleman between the player and 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 who's ever paying this 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 amount, right? Um, there was some type of hiccup, deal canceled. Uh, clearly, it was about the amount. Uh, two weeks later, it's National Signing Day or Early Signing Day. If the deal's canceled, your attorney knows it's canceled. As a father, mm -hmm. why would I let my son sign a letter of intent? assuming that we're going to get $13 million if two weeks ago the deal was canceled. Mm -hmm. Right? I think from a father perspective, I wouldn't let my son do that. It just wouldn't make sense. We'll go find another school or renegotiate and try to figure out the business before we sign a letter of intent. Because you absolutely don't have to sign a letter of intent on that date. There was no rush. Nobody put you in the corner to do anything. You, you can enroll at Florida without signing that's what Kyrie did. Kyrie mm -hmm. yeah. Elam never signed a letter of intent. He just enrolled at Florida. Like that's a, it's, it's kind of not a well-known thing, but that's what happened. You do not have to sign a letter of intent. It's an option. Uh, so there was no reason for him to sign it if you had questions about uh, NIL and the narrative that that he was trapped into a deal and, and it was a bait and switch is just not a realistic thing. Um, that's not how it all played out. What do you think Before about you, that? I'm just, I'm just gonna stop but, there. Yeah. Like, I was gonna say before you get into you know uh, your fan perspective, there's like a there's so many narratives out there that that can be debunked. Like this was not Jaden Rashada holding out for more money or mm -hmm. right, or right. holding Florida hostage. Um, right. I don't think the Gator Collective acted in bad faith either um, with the deal. I think it was a situation where hey, we've worked with these people, not Rashada. We've worked with these people, these boosters on multiple contracts there, there's never mm -hmm. been a reason there's never been a hiccup okay let's sign the deal we think the numbers mm -hmm. are crazy the numbers are crazy the right. the 13.85 million dollars that's nfl draft pick money um it's not your job as a facilitator to, to judge the amounts right right no, you're facilitating no, it's, it's not coming from my pocket so right. i'm just not being asked to facilitate the deal and also the the 13.85 which i've gotten from multiple people that's not like you're not writing him a $14 million check and handing it Correct. to him. That's broken up over four years. If he's still nuts. If he, it's still nuts. It's, it's like it's like three and a quarter a year. Mm -hmm. But if he's great, he's not going to be there for four years. He's going to go to the NFL, mm -hmm. and, then the, and then the contract's void. If he sucks, he probably transfers and leaves, and then the contract's terminated. It's like there's, mm -hmm. a, there's probably a very rare instance where that the length of that four-year contract is actually you know seen sure. and played out. Um, also the, the, what hit Twitter last week, late last week, the, the contract was 7 million for Jaden and then 6 million is like an insurance policy because of John Ruiz is going to sue. That's not true. Um, I saw that and I was like, what, where, how do you even, what mental gymnastics led you to get a perfect 10 score on floor to get to those numbers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there are some some I I, I I probably was somewhat involved in that and in being in the nature that I was didn't read all of it. There is some some truthfulness to this. Um, we do know that there has been some some legal um, ramifications thrown around, some legal threats uh, thrown around uh, across the board, multiple parties involved. Uh, the, the numbers, the, the large numbers that Nick, Nick are talking about, um, I've heard from I've heard the same numbers 
corroborated them with Nick from different people that Nick talks to. Those are the numbers that we've heard. And we've heard that that number is crazy. Uh, the, the pissing contest of you will uh, was also pretty crazy. There was a huge desire for, for a win. There was a huge desire to make an impact. Uh, and there was a huge desire, especially at the time uh, to make it really hurt. Uh, the University of Miami and can uh, have him flip and commit over to the University of Florida. So uh, all of those things are true. Now, Silk, I want to get the end of your perspective that you had. Uh, I mean, as a fan, I mean, we'll probably get more answers and, and to get some a little bit more clarity as it all plays out. Nick has an article dro- um, dropping um, that'll provide some clarity to everybody. But uh, just from a just average fan, you're just confused that like it started off uh, everybody pretty much uh, – as a like a witch hunt a little bit, you know, everybody blaming one person and it was uh, Eddie's fault. And then as more information unfold and more people started, just you know, take his side and say that, Hey man, this is not how it went down. He didn't negotiate a $13 million deal and, and just not pay this kid. It's just not that simple. And then like from, from the perspective I was saying before, like I'm, I'm a fan of football, like outside of the Florida Gators, I love college football and we could see it changing, bro. Like it's, it's changing for a crazy turn. And us like playing imagination nil like mm-hmm. that's not what's happening, like this is full blown contract negotiations, man. And the numbers that are being said, and we've seen players transferring and hit the portal, and and that's a lot of money to be playing with for for no real solidified contracts there. You know, like there's mm-hmm. no real players association. There's no real thing to, to keep a, a booster from losing his money or whoever's paying these kids from just losing their money after they give a kid a couple hundred thousand dollars to show up and he hits the portal. Like, it's mm-hmm. just no, it, it, it's, it's a different world. Uh, and I also think there's just got to be some type of legislation and some type of organization to all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's fair for the boosters to be footing all these bills. Uh, it's, 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 it's easy for, like, these writers and us fans to say, yeah, just pay the kids, man. Yeah, you want your school to be good, just pay it. But that it just doesn't make good business sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, NFL teams... <laughs> make all this money and they pay the players. They're not using their fans in the uh, of the team to pay the players like that. You know, it's just these universities as well are going to have to pick up the slack because there is real mm-hmm. no real organization. There's no way – only way you're going to clean up the dirty action with NIL and the West going on is if the schools get involved and it's offsetting boosters having to pay. Yeah, I, I think that that we all agree. You know, we've agreed on a couple things. One is rich people don't get rich by frivolously spending their money. Sometimes they will try to be at the beginning of something. They'll try to be the big dog in it for the for the the beginning to get the notoriety of it. But they don't spend money frivolously just for the sake of spending money frivolously for for too long, right? Um, number yeah, if two, I am, I'm, I'm gonna go buy like a wraith or a random Maybach. I'm not just like. Recruits. Right, your interest, your interest in paying a seventeen-year-old that's never thrown a football on the collegiate right. level is pretty slim, right? Like you're, you might you're, give you're buying that seventeen-year-old a wraith, right? right. Yeah, that makes no sense, man. Like you might be a big, you know, you know, let's just say it was here, you know, and I always hear Tim Tebow's here. Maybe you're like, hey, you know, this is a guy that I want to make sure we get him between his junior and senior year. You know, you're going to throw a million his way. The idea of Jaden Rashad, and no offense to the kid, I uh, wish him all the best in whatever he does. The idea no of him being worth nearly $14 million to me is asinine. And Corey, I think you bring up a good point. And I don't know, we, we've already jumped the shark, right? I mean, you, you can now no longer not have college kids getting paid some sort of NIL money, or at least have that opportunity. The SEC is on the verge of hitting a $3 billion TV contract on ESPN. 
I think there's, a lot there has money, to be bro. legislation. There has to be safeguards and protections put in place. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that with Ben here in a, in a few minutes. You know, But more importantly, I think, Silk, you make a really good point is at some point in time, people are just going to get tired of being asked for money, right? Whether it's, hey, we're going to build this new addition onto the stadium or we're going to build a new football-only facility. Or, if or, I'm hey, giving you this money, I need some say-so. Like, I want right. to pick the quarterback, the coach, and that's how boosters get too involved sometimes because, yo, if I'm giving you all this money, I'm, I'm, the, oh, I'm Jerry Jones. Right. You know, and at some point in time, where doesn't, you know – Joe Smith mega donor be able to say, Hey, either I want these five kids that I'm paying a million dollars in each a, a year each to play, or I'm never contributing another dollar to the university again. Right. And I think we're getting to that point, you know, probably pretty soon, but at some point in time, you've got to think no matter how much you love your university, how much you love the sport at some point, you're just getting pulled in so many different directions, not just by let's just say UF in this case where, Hey, we want you to commit to, athletics but we also want you to help with nil it's all of the other organizations civic you know philanthropic organizations all of these people are all trying to get a little bit of a piece before it's just like it's got to be very very exhausting and if there's no true roi then i just think that the money is going to really dry up in the not too distant future and i think situations like what happened with jane rashada might even keep people away like folks investing in nil yeah, I no think there, you're you're going to see some changes in the way that uh, Florida handles things moving forward. Um, you're talking about the university or the state of Florida? The university, well, the state yeah. of Florida, and and something I, I interviewed Ben with uh, for a story, uh, and we can ask him. There's legislation in the state of Florida that could change the way everyone can operate. Mm-hmm. Um, so um that'll be a good thing to talk to ben on good thing yeah. we're talking nil before we bring ben on as well word, word. i'm sure he's listening he's nodding he's agreeing to everything we're saying well why don't we get him on um uh multiple time guest of the show but before we do that let's give a shout out to our friends over at home field apparel which coincidentally also sponsored uh, i believe ben chaser at least with some shirts uh, at the end of his trip there as he rooted on tcu to win the national championship go visit homefieldapparel.com use promo code stadium and gale it's all yeah. one word get 15 percent off of your order great t-shirts great hoodies uh, for a variety of different schools not just the university of florida go check them out homefieldapparel.com promo code stadium and gale and with that we are bringing on there it is <laughs> man the myth the legend uh, it should That's... be Guinness World Record holder. Hmm. Guys, guys, man. It's been it's, it's been so... a wild season. What a what a season, Ben. I know. Going, I'm, uh, I'm grateful for you guys, you know, pumping me up from the beginning and always Whoa. being there by my side. Oh, pause. pause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, you know, shout out uh Josh Johns and the team at home field for you know helping you guys and, and reaching out to me as well. So uh definitely grateful for them. I uh, use SG. Promo code, baby. Uh, Ben, Ben, Ben. So you, the last time we talked, you were pretty early on into your trip. You end up going to, I believe, is it 73? 77. 77. What do I know? 77 (laughs) uh, full games. Uh, Give us kind of the the breakdown. Give us a stat breakdown, miles, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think I had uh, 60,200 and about 30 so miles, 10 oil changes, a new transmission. I did one one tire, uh, one four one fresh set of tires, about forty five thousand miles. You know, I got two small little chips uh, in Betty's front uh, windshield. Mm. 
and you know on the sides of her i had two panels fly off so uh yeah she's uh she's thriving uh i've i've been at this i'm still in my office and i've been here for 12 hours i don't know if i have a ticket on my van yet because uh, i haven't checked it but uh, hopefully uh i've survived day one I, I apparently you don't apparently i applied for my permit and they don't give you a physical permit anymore so they're just like yeah you should be good I was like, all right, well, listen, the, the taps parking fairies spared no one. I was going to say, if I know anything about even UF someone parking. as prestigious as Betty White, they yeah. spare nobody. Yeah, yeah if so, I know anything uh, about UF parking, whatever I they love. think you should have, you don't, and you'll be getting a ticket on your car today. It's all good. I uh, like I said, uh, uh, after this, I'll, I'll go check and let you guys know. Well, if you if you get one, Nick 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 will cover it for you. Um, <laughs> Ben, so you Sounds just like a mentioned, job for home field. yeah. <laughs> uh, ben, you just mentioned you are in Gainesville. First day uh, at work. I saw you at the Swamp Restaurant the other day. Uh, next time you're there, look out for the uh, Stadium and Gale uh, brick. Um, yeah, I yeah, I got it. I asked them. All yeah, but I, I know, I know. I, uh, I, you replied, and then I, I didn't even. I don't know what happened, but yeah. Did, did you guys get it. the? There's an email. Big time, that, though, bro. We don't even like, like, yeah, uh, forget yeah. Silk's oh, tweet. Man. <laughs> <laughs> did you, um, did you get the email because it's uh, it confirms like the row and stuff that it's. Yeah, a, uh, I'll pull that up while we're uh, while we're looking here. I got an email the other day, actually, on January the 13th that said, hey, "Yeah, I, I probably got, got the same email." Yeah, section yeah. A, row seven, which it looks. Looks like okay. to be right in front of the uh, yeah yeah because I'm you're listening right. to the show and you're and you're in Gainesville. Go <laughs> take a picture of it and send it to your boy. I need. I, yeah. I, I can. I'll find it for you because I'm like section A road 23, 24. So I know you guys are closer to the top, closer to the entrance. Yeah. Where, where, where we It belong. would seem that there's a hierarchy in Stadium and Gale is a little closer to the door. I can I can see <laughs> no that <big> right <laughs> behind the Tim Tebow's and Percy Harvins. Uh, yeah. So Ben, your new job title is director of NIL strategy for the University Athletic Association. You did a great article with Nick the other day on on three. Uh, but for those that for whatever reason weren't able to see or read that article, Ben, talk to us a little bit about your new role. Yeah, so uh, I and I, yeah, so I, I'm the director of NIL strategy for the University of Florida. It's a position I applied for before my road trip, and uh, I interview. I started interview about halfway through, uh, you know, on the road at different universities. My role is, you know, coming in here and working with all coaches, all sports, and partnering with them to to build out, you know, strategies to maximize the earnings for all student athletes here at University of Florida. I already. Uh, I've uh, emailed all the coaches and I've got some stuff. I already have stuff scheduled to meet with them uh, in the next few days. So I'm, I'm getting the ball rolling. That's why I'm here late. Actually. I, uh, I, um, I was emailing literally every coach we, every head coach we have and, and their team. So uh, I'm getting off to, I mean, I would, I wouldn't say good start, but I'm trying the best I can day one. So, so Ben, yeah. what does that, what does that mean? Oh, so go ahead, Nick. Well, uh, we did this, we touched on this a little bit in, in, in the story that we did together, Ben, but uh, the, there was a, a probably small minority, but very loud people on Twitter saying, who the hell is Ben Chase? Yeah. Why is he qualified to do this just because sure. he's a Twitter star for <laughs> driving across the country to go in to see a bunch of games? Flex and, on him real quick. Fam. Just give, yeah. Just give, <laughs> oh, I, I, I did have a nice little quote tweet dunk when someone was like, ask ask how he fleeced the university yeah. to, get, to get a nice paying <laughs> job. And I was like, well, I, I – I think it's a long con that Ben. Yeah, no, I mean, I can, I can, I mean, my background is I'm a UF grad business uh, in business school. I went to GW law, which when I enrolled was a top 20 law school, you know, I'm a barred attorney in the state of Florida. 
And uh, before, you know, and I always real, real quick that, that uh, I, I I had a bunch of people who didn't understand that they're like he's barred he can't practice I'm like no he's 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 no that licensed, means I passed the bar attorney, I know a little yeah. bit you know like hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he may, he may not have passed the bar but he knew a little bit I actually passed the bar they thought you were somebody uh, like me just a random fan <laughs> and road trips and shit man I mean that's okay you know I can be a fan I can I can also hustle on the side and do like real stuff you know uh, but yeah so a bar I'm a I passed the bar I'm a licensed attorney in the state of Florida. And uh, before COVID, actually, I was flown out to L.A. and interviewed to work for a, meal, uh, a, a YouTuber who has nine million subscribers. So I was going to actually be like his chief of staff. So I've been in the like influencer economy for a while. And, you know, 2021 happened. And that was when, you know, you know, athletes, college athletes specifically could, you know, become influence, become, maximize their NIL opportunities. And uh, so in November of 2021, I joined uh, a company that's one of the leading NIL collective launch and management uh uh programs out there and i helped them launch seven collectives and set the foundation for many more collectives that they've launched since you know i'm arizona football gonzaga basketball who i believe is a pretty good basketball program unlv some other schools so you know uh, tennessee baseball which you know last when we were you know helping them they were you know they were ranked number one at the time yeah Yeah, so uh yeah so these are you know this is the industry i've been in i've I've, you know, and also my role with my company was to source all third party opportunities. So I've spoken with, you know, every NFT company, not that it matters, but you know, that I've, you know, companies that it did uh, at the time, Ben. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but companies that uh, are offer opportunities for passive income, which is a big, you know, buzzword for uh, international students. So I, I'm not saying that I know everything, but I've, I know people around the country that are excited for me in, in, in the industry and mm-hmm. I'll be able to lean on them. Uh, directors of NIL at our schools. Uh, so yeah, that's a little bit, I'm not going to flex, but I, I would say that uh, I, I've dabbled in this industry for a little bit more than, I'm not just a random guy on a road trip. We are hopping into like a hot, hot category <laughs> and, hot, and like a, a, a trigger word for, for Gator uh, Nation because there's a lot of NIL stuff, a lot of questions and a lot of things going on. Uh, what's your opinion overall on the perspective of, of Gator, uh, University of Florida uh, and NIL right now? Well, I mean, we have the the biggest national spotlight on us right now, right? And when you have a big spotlight, that means you have a great opportunity. And, you know, I've already, like I said, stepped on campus, reached out to every coach. And, uh, I, you know, I, today I've, I've spoken with Scott like two or three times. And I believe that we're moving forward and we have a, a, a clear vision now on what we're going to do. Uh, I'm staying late. I got some stuff I'm going to do at home tonight to you know, get the over communicate and, and get us on the right track. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where a lot of fans believe that uh, nil is a scarlet letters right but you know it's 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 what it's where we are and it's it's not going anywhere and it's just mm-hmm. going to get uh more exciting uh and you're going to see big numbers but that doesn't mean that it's all like you know so i uh there's gonna be big numbers out there that aren't aren't true too right but uh yeah i mean uh, hopefully the fan base uh specifically our gator fans that listen to you know sam miguel know that the our school is moving forward and, and, and going to be one of the best in the industry. Um, ben, I want to, I want to talk to you. Um, obviously, you know, I think UF fans are familiar with the name of Marcus Castro Walker, who's the director of player engagement and NIL uh, in the football yeah. program. I know that you're uh, working with all sports, not just football. I can imagine that there's just going to, just by the sheer number of students, obviously a lot of opportunity for football players. Uh, but I also know 
uh, and I know you're just getting back into the swing of things. Um, but you know, I know that there is a, a new bill uh, that was introduced in the Florida House HB 99, um, which is going to allow uh, universities to be uh, involved in at least helping to make sure that deals are are moving. Um, I guess they're getting rid of the prohibition, pardon me, that would prevent a, yeah. a coach or a trusted oh, advisor who works for the university or, or college from helping the, to engage them. So can you talk to us a little bit about kind of what the thought process that you've had around that and what that could potentially look like for the University of Florida? Is it still too early to tell? Yeah. So are you, you're talking about the, the, the bill to remove like the cause compensation language. That's yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Florida is, uh, behind other states in the sense that uh, there are states, including Ohio, Iowa, Tennessee, Louisiana, that basically just say, you know, universities are allowed to facilitate opportunities for student athletes. You know, Boise State, they've had a director of NIL forever and they don't have a collective. They just help facilitate deals. So when I was, a, you know, a third party pitching to them, you should have a collective. They're like, eh, we're good, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, uh, so this this will give us opportunity to um, you know, at least be a little more uh, uh, aggressive and in, 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 in helping go out there and reach out to, you know, different third parties and, and, and businesses and, and donors. But at the same time, that will bring up the issue of Title IX, right? So, like, if we yeah. are going into that space, and that's something that a lot of schools are hands off on, you know, and in, in, in the meetings I've had on the road, Title IX is the next, that next buzzword that's going to be coming up. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, that's a fair thing, you know, our student athletes. Uh, you know, men and women at, at University of Florida both should you know be able to maximize their earnings. And if the school is leaning into one over the other, it's going to cause issues. And I believe there's already some some, uh, you know, cases being filed right now. Uh, from what I gather, you know, I follow a few uh, national uh, NIL attorneys that uh, like are, are always keeping updates and posting on LinkedIn. I, I basically live on the NIL LinkedIn feed. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. What, and that's something I recommend. I mean, Twitter is like, you know, Twitter's got its thing. But if you want to really see like, you know, industry leaders and and and, and see their thoughts, like I would uh, I'd go there as well. And and I um, and Title Nine is not an NCAA thing. That's a, a, a federal, federal law. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you're not get, you're not getting around that. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and as like, <clears throat> I don't think NIL was ever going to not have aspects of pay for play. You've got boosters who have been, you know, go back to SMU, you know, guys driving around in luxury cars in the eighties. Um, but there's so many good stories from NIL. Um, you look at like Livy Dunn or Dune. I don't know how to say it. She has like a $3.4 million valuation. Um, there's mm. Paige Becker's Bukers at UConn. <clears throat> um, there's a girl at Florida who runs cross country, who is, is going to be signing a deal with the Gator collective. She's got 60,000 Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. There's, Damn. there's typical brands. Brands know TikTok. How many followers do you have where it's, it's a way to say, okay, we're running a commercial on your social media. And this is the audience that we're getting. Um, that isn't just, Hey, I want this st- stud running back to come play for my school. There's, there's actual, brands and businesses. And that's something I asked Ben, Hey, cause people always ask, why isn't Gatorade just helping the university of Florida out and, and paying all these players to come here. Gatorade was made here. And say, like, well, Gatorade probably like Ben said to me, Gatorade already has that market. How many Florida fans are going to a gas station, looking at the Powerade and Gatorade and being like, ah, let's grab that Powerade. Um, if, 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 if I'm the university of Florida, do I want Gatorade to back up, back, back up on, you know, or take back some of what they 
they, they're uh, spending with me as far as advertising and spending that with the players as well. That's a thing too, uh, as sure. far as that. I'm, I'm pretty. It, it, it's an energy out there of universities being afraid of the booster money and a lot of the advertising money starting to go to maybe to pay the athletes, and uh, because they they may have a bigger influence with the social media than you may have like at your in, uni, university. So you could lose some bread there. What do you think about that, Ben? Yeah, I mean, Gatorade does have a new president too, so I don't know, uh, you know, what his thoughts on our NIL, on NIL, but uh, it's one of those things where a lot of these companies from like um, it's a mark, it's marketing money for them. Mm-hmm. Gatorade spends you know millions of dollars on marketing, but going back to what I said to Nick, it's like, you know, what's that dollar for marketing going to return on a school that this, the fans and everyone's invested in Gatorade already? You know, we have mm-hmm. Gatorade all over property, and right. uh, you know, when you spend money on marketing dollars, it's to you know, bring in new, new customers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there will, there, there is a halo effect to it. Like for every, right. what I mean by that right. is when, you know, when a company invests in student athletes, there's going to be, you know, not only a positive reaction from the fan base, but also it's going to be, uh, you know, the, the, all the NIL stuff right now, for example, if, if Gator Collective or what, whoever uh, a third party, you know, does a deal with student athlete Florida, it's going to be nationally retweeted by NIL newsstand and all the aggregators, mm-hmm. the Gator Collective. So there is additional benefits to not just doing a deal with, you know, someone that has th- 6,000 followers because they're probably going to get retweeted by a combination of, you know, 200, 300,000 followers. Right. But yeah, with, when it comes to, you know, Gatorade, that's, that's such a you know touchy one. And, you know, a lot of these big brands are, they're leaning into, you know, marketing with influencers that have 6 million followers or whatever, like, you know, Boost Mobile signed, the deal with the Cavender twins who are now at Miami on day one of mm-hmm. NIL. So there, there are big companies that will, you know, do marketing deals, you know, you know uh, wasn't Popeye's just do a deal with the, the kid for the meme. Like, mm-hmm. the, that's fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's an incredible one. So, uh, yeah. well, and I think a lot of this Ben and, and let me, I want to hear your take on this too. I think that there's still so many ROI questions that we're still waiting and seeing, right. And you know, yeah. how much value and, and this is a thing too. And I mean, especially in the influencer world, you hear it a lot, right? Like just cause you have a couple hundred thousand you know, followers doesn't mean that you have a couple hundred thousand customers or a hundred thousand, couple hundred thousand people that are going to buy from you. So I think that there's probably a lot of different strategies and different avenues that larger companies, especially that have the money to be able to research and follow through and make an actual analytical decision and not a fake, you know, Apple health product. Um, you know, out there that, that maybe are going to probably be a little bit more, you know, cautious and skeptical until there's maybe some proven interest in, Hey, is it the high school quarterback that you get, you know, through a collective that is, you know, in turn going to help the program attract better talent there, you know, come in and, and, and win a national championship that way. Or is it really going to be your money is made in, you know, the, the, the volleyball player, the cross country player that has a lot of followers, or maybe it's the, you know, the individual that is, you know, speaks to a, you know, a small subset of society, but, you know, they have a really big following in that where, where, where money's going to go. But yeah. I mean, I think that that's why you also don't see all professional rosters, even all littered with massive NIL deals, right? It's very yeah. few, uh, you know, from top to bottom. Yeah. And I, I, I've said this before, I believe the best uh, marketing dollar investment uh, for a company actually is in female student athletes specifically, women's basketball and women's gymnastics for like high level teams, because they're going to like, if you, for example, that's why UConn has Paige and Aziz Fudd, like they're going to be in the final four if they're healthy. 
every year for four years, mm-hmm. right? Where like a, a men's basketball player may, you know, they're going to be one and done. So that they could sign like the doll, their marketing dollar they have now may be, you know, they only have 60,000 followers, but if they expect UConn to be in the final four every year, they're going to be on TV. That, that local, every, every game, they're going to be like, Oh, did you know that page has a, whatever NIL deal? So that's free marketing dollars that they're just like mentioning, you know, and then you have, uh, they just, they're going to be on TV so much. So that's a, a part of it too. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's something that someone brought up and I, I think I talked about it with Nick is like Bose headphones, uh, you know, they time their NIL deals, right. team wide deals for like, uh, you know, he did, uh, Bose did one with Chet Holmgren and the entire Gonzaga team right before like the Elite Eight or Sweet 16. And then mm-hmm. they did one with Caleb Williams right before the, you know, Pac-12 championship because they were like, oh, they're probably going to make the culture ball, you know, playoff. So they they're, they they know what they're doing when they time these deals. And I, like Nick said, they, you know, they, they dropped the new Nike gear right before, you know, the College World Series or whatever. So uh, these marketing teams, they're, you know, they're making millions of billions of dollars for a reason. And the way they do those like headphone deals is, hey, Caleb, we're going to give you 40 pairs of headphones so that you can give them to your team. And now it's the headline is Caleb Williams gifts <clears throat> boost or boot Bose headphones or Beats by Dre headphones to entire offense or entire offensive yeah. line. And now it's, hey, here's our name with a great feel good story. Um, but they do that when t- you're going to be on a big stage, not when you're six and seven. Um, yeah. And playing in in the Las Vegas Bowl at, at 11 a.m. Um, winning, do winning helps. Winning, winning certainly helps. The bigger stage you have, the bigger the brands that can see the audience and, and see the platform that they can get by sponsoring an athlete. Nil deals. Let's let's just say it, it's you're just sponsoring. It's. I mean, it's right like, now, if if I was a a company that wanted to buy low on a, a student athlete from a follower standpoint. I would be throwing money at Ben Shelton, right? Like mm. that there's no one that's going to have like a more heroes welcome in Gainesville the next, you know, six weeks than him, especially if he wants just one more round. Like, Hey, t- t- today's price is not tomorrow's price. You might want to exactly. get on the phone Ex- before, today, before today. the next match. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. Like I, I joked with someone today, I, I was going to make, you know, the, like the three headed dragon meme with like the one goofy looking one uh, where they're, all, they're both saying, <laughs> yeah. I was going to make like what the two, like, like, hardcore ones ben shelton and ben sass and me like the goofy one ben chase because there's like three bens coming in in 2023 <laughs> I, mean, I don't know I, just, I decided not to do it <laughs> well ben i think that that's probably for the best because i believe ben shelton is uh is professional now i think he he has given up his remaining college eligibility is that true yeah 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 well, he can always come home his dad's still here yeah, yeah. his dad is still here still the head coach <laughs> Um, but Ben, we'll find you another Ben that you can put on there. I don't want, I don't want this meme to go away. We're <laughs> <laughs> um, workshopping that workshopping. I got a so, question. I got a, I got a question. So you applied for the job and then decided to take this road trip. What, what, like what went to that decision making? And do you think, uh, the road trip helped you land the job? Uh, I applied for the job and I waited, I, I already knew about the job before it was posted publicly. Um, so I knew like, the conversations that were had before, like it was posted publicly. And then I waited like two weeks and I was like, if I don't hear back, cause I had already kind of known uh, about like who, who they were talking to and, 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 and kind of what was going on. And uh, I was like, you know, I already had people recommending me for the job before it was posted publicly. And I said, if I don't hear back, I'm just going to do this road trip. So, and then I was, you know, I got recommendations from 
people in the industry, former Florida Gators, and that's kind of when uh, they finally made a call. And and so like I like I said, I, I knew about the job before it was posted, and then I kind of just like I, I've waited long enough, right? So I just went right, for the right. trip. But I, do I think do I think that the trip helped me at all? I mean, maybe, but I also think it hindered me because the you know they knew that like hiring this guy who was just on this road trip could be a bad PR hit as well, right? So, uh, but I believe that between my interviews and my recommendations, um, that I had a strong case, and obviously they gave me opportunity. This shit is a it's a movie, bro. You went on a road trip <laughs> yeah. and then and then you got this job at University of Florida. Like that just is definitely a movie, man. Well, and, we we still we still need to find the girl from West Virginia um, yeah. in the in the Craigslist missed missed uh, chances missed missed opportunities missed connections. Yeah, so uh, Disney maybe will she buy listens the to the pod. If there's a love story connection <laughs> with the job, this does sound like a Disney movie. Um, and maybe Ben Stiller will play Ben Chase. Hey, there it is. Like, Let like me it. play me. Like when you when they go when, when they go to New Orleans, still so, so trying to get those royalty checks. That's what trying to do. Yeah, I'm trying USF, to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. USF. Let me play and, me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, okay, I love that. Now uh, here, here's something that's interesting to me. Where where were you? Mm. How dirty were the clothes you were wearing during mm. your interviews with the University of Florida? And whose Wi-Fi were you using? Mm. Uh, so I had five interviews. I used Washington State's Wi-Fi wearing a brand new Washington State gear for one. <laughs> uh, I love that. Wearing I, another college's uh, shirt <laughs> while interviewing for the University of Florida. They knew what they were getting. I, well, yeah. I, I'll say two things. I, I told them when I was interviewing that I don't want them to hire me just because of my graduation or this road trip. I said, if you're going to hire me, hire me because you believe I'm the best person for the job because I will I will not be happy. I will be miserable and I will like not love my school as much if you do that and i just like it's like a pr thing and then i said to like don't i was like you gotta give me the opportunity to like do this and i yeah so those are two things i like i i was very very adamant about from the beginning like please don't do hire me because of the pr like i you have to believe in the best person for the job i otherwise not I'll, a, be, I'm not a I'll be upset yeah yeah and uh so going back to the um the other places i interviewed uh i interviewed from inside of Walmart, uh, no, inside of McDonald's for one. I interviewed from outside of McDonald's for one because they were short staffed and I couldn't get inside. During those ones, I was probably wearing um, like Maction gear. Uh, I know for one, I did wear a Gator shirt. And then I interviewed for, I had back to back interviews and I did them from a like a, like a really nice like rest visitor center thing. So. Hmm. So two there, two at McDonald's, and then one at Washington State. Very ben, nice. I've got I've, I've got to tell you, Nick. I'm not sure if you heard is going to be going to uh, Ireland uh, during his potentially going to Ireland during his uh, honeymoon. Uh, Nick's going to be gone for about seven weeks on his honeymoon. He's going to spend some time there in Ireland. Seven uh, seven to, weeks? Yeah, yeah. He got give or take, check, man. Yeah. Give or take. Oh, uh, smokes. He did say that Dual he was citizenship gonna, on the way, man. Yeah, uh, HR has not HR has not approved a uh, two month. HR vacation. has not received even a request to approve or deny. <laughs> um, Who's up? But he he did say he was going to stop by. Well, he did say he was going to stop by Guinness and grab a beer and into which <laughs> I, I chimed in and said. Uh 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 no Guinness is not our friend right now. So Ben, uh yeah. talk to it, give us an update of what's going on with Guinness and why are they uh why are they causing issues for the Chase household? Yeah, so um the van, actually, the Chase van. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So honestly, uh, man, it's, that's been a roller coaster. So one of the things about Guinness is they, uh, they take 12 weeks to reply to your initial uh, application, unless you spend a thousand dollars and ain't got, no, I just was like, no, nah, I'm going to spend the $5 to apply. So when I applied, I actually applied, uh, and I made it a road trip record because I was told that someone had done more than 60 or 70 mm-hmm. and then 77. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, Oh, cool. And like, I'm someone who, if someone tells me something, I'm going to believe them. So I was like, all right, cool. Like whatever. Oh, uh, that's, that's, that's risky. Yeah. And, uh, so, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I just went with it and then, uh, it turns out they did not do as many as I was told they were doing. So my 77 was the actual record, regardless, flying, driving, mm-hmm. whatever. So when I made an edit to it, uh, so originally they rejected it because they're like, we don't want uh, to promote things on public roads. So rejected. I was like, all right, cool. Well, good news is I don't have to worry about that anymore. So I made an edit to it and I was just like 77 total. And then they go, uh, yeah, we're going to reject it because uh, it's not professional sports. It has to be professional sports like the NFL. So I'm kind of in a battle with them right now. Like, okay, but this is a really cool thing that, you know, 77 games in one season for college right. football is so we'll see. And it takes them two weeks to reply. So hmm. we will see. I'm, every two weeks, uh, I'll spend the five minutes looking at my. Just uh, find out how many Irish car bombs they need me to do on my next bender trip for you to get included. <laughs> well, in so July, I'll be banging down the door. They're like the not formal affiliated. Complaint. They're like not affiliated with Guinness Beer anymore, apparently. I'm yeah, no, I know, but it, the, the joke slapped Ben. I so. know, I know. The slap. Sorry about that. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't want to rain on your parade. Yeah. I know it's rainy in Ireland, but don't rain on my parade, especially with Gasparilla coming just a couple days from now. Uh, ben, uh, man, is such is such a cool end to your story. Uh, it's a shame that you had to see the Georgia Bulldogs win the national championship, but I got to bring that up, man. It's I know. unbelievable. I know. Look at me, uh, but uh, vibes, man, what a what a cool story. I, I know from a personal perspective, you're a, a great person, a great individual, highly qualified for the role. And we wish you the absolute best of luck uh, in your new role at UF. And, and man, go Gators. And we'll have to have you on in the uh, not-too-distant future to chat a little bit more about your time. No, thanks, guys. I always appreciate you, your family. And, uh, yeah, go Gators. And I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try to find your, your brick for you for sure. Hey, yeah, when you, see, when we'll you see – We'll go together. Brick? We'll go we're together, brick. Ben. And when oh, you see Billy bad. walking no, around the hallway, just, <laughs> let him know we're interested. See, when I see who? When you see Billy walking around the office, you say, hey, it's, it's mm-hmm. time to come on. You know? Yeah, you got to come on the show. But uh, Ben, I don't know if you got a lot of black friends, but, you know, when, when my friends get new jobs, I always ask for a hookup, right? Um, <laughs> you gotta, we got to see the facility, baby. Stay in the style, man. Come through with the production crew a little bit. We, we need a tour, dog. Okay, when it, well, tell you what, I'll see the facility first and I'll scope it out. Right, yeah, yeah. Make, make sure the vibes. I'm not even, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even in the football facility. I'm, I was gonna I'm say, in, it looks like you're in Ben Hill Griffin. I'm, in, I'm yeah, sure you could get us in there, dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah. are we gonna be same corner at the same time? We ain't been at the same corner at the same time. And ben just, has, Listen, ben just has to find the right door to leave wedged <laughs> open so that we can right, see right. it. Well, yeah, there's I mean, there's some know. listeners to this that have walked into the facility before. Uh, I, they I've know seen I'm some about. regular degular people on Instagram that <laughs> do not deserve access. I'm like, how this bozo get like his? <laughs> how he get in the facility? I know Uncle yeah. Silk need to get in that joint. 
Yeah, tell you what, I will, I will, uh, I'll do my best. And the fact, why, why, I guess it's, I mean, I am, yeah, I'm a regular, so that, I was going to say, you've had other people on here that has that, have had access to it, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, not, they're not my friends, man. No, that's say, true. <laughs> no, I got you guys for sure. All right, bro. Well, uh, well Ben, Ben's right. getting that thumbprint ben. access soon. <laughs> hey, Ben, just get, get home, get some rest, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right, you guys have a good night, and uh, I will listen to the rest of this at two times speed later. Man, Ben Chase, what a good guy. Uh, let's get into the business of the program um, or back to the business of the program. Uh, as always, want to give a shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. So go visit them on Archer Road in Gainesville or go visit them at alumnihall.com. Whether you're looking for some of the latest and greatest for Nike uh, or any uh, sweaters, jackets, um, blankets whatever it might be it's cold here in tampa so i'm sure it's cold wherever you are go check them out <laughs> we are going to be working on uh, some promos with them this year and really working on trying to expand our partnership with alumni house so go check them out again on archer road right off the highway there or at alumnihall.com Gentlemen, I'm going to try to do this in a bit of a reverse order of just some some more news than anything. Do want to give a shout out to the men's basketball program for their big win uh, over the weekend. I believe it was their first quad one win uh, over Mississippi State uh, on you get some good wins, man. Yeah, I think they're getting better. You know, I, we we talked a couple weeks ago. Uh, or we talked last week, pardon me, uh, about the Gators basketball program. They, they did suffer a loss there, uh, but that was a big win over Mississippi State. Uh, 61 to 59 uh, had a lead going into halftime, uh, but then needed a stop at the end and secured that win. So it's a big win uh, for the Gators. Uh, and uh, they continue to, to look like they're going to get better, right? I mean, I think a lot of people knew that there was going to be some some hiccups and, and things of that nature this year, but the team looks like they're starting to get uh, their wits about them and certainly wish them the best of luck. But that Q1, Quadrant 1, is huge for them. Uh, in other news, Ethan White, former offensive guard, is going to be heading to South or Southern California, pardon me, joining Michael Tarquin. Uh, who is out there? So best of luck to him. I said uh, that was Nate, happening. This is a matter of time. Yeah, took a very long this time. Is boy, for that this to is come man. Out. Yeah. Uh, Naquan Wright uh, is heading to USF. Uh, David Reese, I believe we talked about, but he is heading to Cal. Jordan Young, I know we mentioned, but again, he is heading to Cincinnati. I do want to give also a congratulations to former guest of the show. Rand Carthon, who is the new general manager of the Tennessee Titans. Man, that's that so dope, bro. Awesome. Really, really cool. Uh, Rand is an incredible guy. We linked the show on the pod uh, account on Twitter a couple days ago. That interview was probably a year and a half ago, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, a fantastic story. He was previously, pardon me, with the 49ers. Just a great, great, great guy. And certainly wish him the best. I know we've got... Uh, a couple of Patrick Simpson is a big uh, Titans fan on the timeline. Um, we've got a few others that are there. So I know uh, that'll be cool to see him uh, in Tennessee. I know that they've got some, some early choices to make of what they're going to do uh, rebuilding that program. So with all of that being said today, uh, there was some news out of Gainesville that Tulane running back Cameron Carroll 
is going to join the University of Florida as a sixth-year senior transfer uh, in his career at Tulane. Ran for 1,638 yards and 19 touchdowns. Uh, did only appear in one game last year as he did have a leg injury. Uh, but the years before that uh, had about 1,300 yards uh, and 15 touchdowns. So he will join Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne as probably the Gators' third quarterback, or pardon me, third running back. Uh, Silk, Nick, any thoughts on Cameron? Third Cameron? quarterback. Might, <laughs> might be Who knows? Could be that too. I think so. Well, it, it, um, like I said, it was going to be hard. And, and I don't Whoa. really get pause. Um, I, I don't really get it from Cam's perspective. Um, if you're a six year senior, you're probably trying to go get some tape. Um, and I said, it was going to be hard for Florida to get a running back out of the transfer portal just because. You he only got has one he, to play. This is risky for him. He's got one to play. He's a super duper senior, six year. Um, so it's it's you got two guys who nearly ran for a thousand yards coming back. Good job, um, Billy. I don't know what the hell they sold him on. Because <laughs> but, so, but, well, but you, you needed go ahead. You needed you another. You need another running back. Like if you have sure. three and one gets a high ankle sprain out for six weeks, now you have two running backs. Like you had to get another running back. Right. L- listen, I, I, I am excited for him to come, but his best yo. year was <laughs> yo. I'm excited for him to join the University of Florida football program, right? Jeez Louise. Oh, man. So, but his best season was three seasons ago, <laughs> two seasons ago. You know, his yardage goes down, his you know, number of touches goes down, his touchdowns don't go down. Obviously, this year he gets injured. But like I almost wonder if like he doesn't think that he might not make the NFL and getting the opportunity to play at a school like Florida doesn't seem cooler than maybe, you know, a like place that. where he could go and be the starting, you know, running back. Right. Again, I don't know anything about him. We're we're trying to talk to him, we're trying to get him on the show today. Just we had some scheduling conflicts with him. But I almost wonder if that doesn't, you know, come into play. You know, the opportunity to play, you know, again in, in some of the biggest and brightest lights, and and who knows? You just never, uh, you just never know. Florida had a, a very tough position uh, when they weren't able to get Mark Fletcher. That you need another running back in this class. There's not a lot of guys that were going. Uh, you know, we mentioned uh, Asa Martin last week. He goes to Troy, where he gets a better opportunity. But you know, at the end of the day, there, there's only so many. Uh, you know, I don't know. I guess for me, maybe some people are thinking a little bit differently than, than just, <laughs> hey, can I get to the NFL? No, no, I, I, I think, think we're I all thinking that differently. I'll read, I'll read the saying, comments yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm very um, childish. I, I, I got myself in, a, in a, a real sticky wicket here, you know? Okay, still still with the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still terrible word player, man. Uh, real quick, I do like, I like that take, Dan. He's a six-year guy. Uh, but if you're the University of Florida, I was, I was expecting a scrub. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially if we get a guy with no burn left. Like, if he mm-hmm. has a one-year guy, I was expecting a guy not with 4-4 four, four speed, uh, which, which they, they're saying he has verified speed of 4-4 four, four speed, uh, good size, good film, good production. Uh, he coming off an injury. Uh, but uh, I'm shocked that we can get a guy with one year like that. But he's also um, – he could be having the same perspective that you're saying. I like that tape, be able to get mm-hmm. some type of degree from the University of Florida and uh, getting that getting – that, diploma on your wall and, and, and playing a program like this is just something you could just 
you know, add to your legacy or whatever you're doing in life going forward, right? And that's that's a good opportunity. But he's also an injury away from being RB two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and staying healthy in football isn't an easy thing. So um, he's not that far away from getting a lot of carries on the big mm-hmm. stage in the SEC. Uh, but good job by Billy them for selling whatever they sold for a six-year guy with this type of production to come pull up. Um, a guy that you could trust if, if one of these guys is subbing out. I like what we got. Uh, if you if you just search his name on Twitter and look for videos, you can see a lot of 65, 55, mm-hmm. 45, a lot of long touchdowns, man. So you can see uh, – and, and I trust this staff's eye on running backs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now weighs in at uh, 225 pounds, six feet tall. A lot um, of balance, speed. Uh, I think he's an NFL guy. Like, I don't know if he gets drafted or nothing like mm-hmm. that, but as far as like running backs, uh, like LaMichael Pre- P. Ryan, those guys being able to make rosters, he'll play a few years in the NFL just off his if he go to the to the to the combine and run a four four two and that type of stuff with his size, uh, he'll get an opportunity as an undrafted free agent at the minimum. Yeah, you know, so certainly excited to see. Uh, I think you could have done much worse. Uh, you know, brings you know some some experience. Uh, brings um, you know obviously a good, you know, good. Uh, I, I guess probably just ability to to be able to plug and play a little bit more uh, than some of the other guys that you know I know Florida was looking at. Uh, you know, in in Florida has you know one person where they can have a stopgap here, and you, know, you bring in you know a couple guys next year and. You know, whether that means that Montreal Johnson has gone to the NFL or you get him for a fourth year, which is probably unlikely, you know, Florida goes in with a, a running back room. They'll need to reshape last, next year, but at least they have an opportunity to uh, to, to put one together uh, with, you know, what I think are is a solid room um, with your top two, obviously being fantastic running backs, um, you know, for them. Uh, not to be outdone literally moments later, uh, the Gators added uh, linebacker transfer Manny Nunnery from Houston. Uh, looked like a lot of his time uh, at Houston was spent on special teams, where I know he had a couple of blocked kicks uh, during his time there. Uh, he will be a, a, a weak side linebacker, uh, played four years at Houston, uh, counted for 81 total tackles, eight tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, and one forced fumble. Uh, had 46 tackles, three tackles for loss, and a sack this past year. Uh, that is, I believe, the fourth linebacker third linebacker that the Gators have added this offseason. Uh, Nick, give us your thoughts on Manny Nunnery. First thing uh, I think that popped out in my head was, hey, he's blocked a couple kicks and punts. Um, Florida yeah, I think, it's, I think it's three and two. Florida used to be known for that. Um, have, have lost their way <laughs> when it yes. comes to, to special teams. Um, and special teams were pretty terrible, I think, for the most part. Uh, last year so somehow um let's say they were all terrible i think we can all agree yeah okay sometimes people say that we're homers on this show so let's give us an opportunity when we don't have to be homers to say they were trash not that as individuals but as i'm I'm not the homer i'm negative nick so well uh, you're you're part of the program nick so that's my bag that's your bag bro you gotta thrive it where you thrive at man Mm. We all got a um, roll. I, I think this is a linebacker that probably is more of a depth piece, but a guy that has has shown that he can play special teams. And and if if 
Florida's not going to make a change at the special teams coordinator. The special teams coordinator needs to get some dudes on his team uh, to to help save his job. So he's here in 2024. Right. I would have liked uh, more pro- productivity. Uh, you know, I can't boast and brag about mm-hmm. the productivity from the linebacker, from the uh, running back we just got and then disregarded uh, with the linebacker. We'll, we'll like more, more productivity uh, with the transfers that was coming over from the linebacker. So that's my knock against uh, the transfers that came over at that position. Not a lot of productivity. You have some, mm-hmm. seen, you know, some, some uh, veteran leadership coming from uh, uh, Mitchell. Tahada Mitchell, uh, the Ohio State guy, uh, but the other two guys are young guys or guys that didn't see the field a lot, but um, supposedly have some type of potential or they recruited in the past. They have some type of relationship with. Um, so that's my knock against it. I do like that he played safety wide receiver in high school and he's that type of athlete. He's, he looks very athletic on a few highlights he has on Twitter. Um, don't know what this practice film or anything like, like that looks like for them to, to, to shoot the offer, but you need guys in that room, uh, athletic guys that 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 can give you something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to be desired in that room last year. So we got four bodies, and you still have another window to be able to add a few more bodies here and there. But uh, so far, we'll see how these guys look spring. And if we have something to cry about and whine about, we know Gators where they're going to do that. And we'll see if they add somebody in the second window. But uh, first window of linebackers, I'm glad we got some bodies, some athletic bodies. But would have lo- loved way more productivity. Yeah, and I know uh, Kenyatta Goodwin, the offensive tackle from Kentucky, uh, was on campus as well uh, this uh, this past weekend. Uh, I know that we are waiting on uh, a decision from him. He's a former five-star guy uh, out of last year's class, so certainly the Gators would like to see him, especially after – uh, the news of Cameron Waits's uh, injury as well. Um, but right now, if you look at the number of folks the Gators have brought in in the transfer portal, you have Caleb Banks, the defensive end from Louisville, Cameron Jackson, the defensive tackle from Memphis, Micah Mascua, the offensive lineman from Baylor, Deuce Spurlock, linebacker from Michigan, uh, Tarada Mitchell, the linebacker from Ohio State, Graham Mertz, quarterback at Wisconsin, Damian George, uh, from Alabama, the offensive lineman, Cameron Carroll, uh, the running back from Tulane that we just mentioned, and then Manny Nunnery, the linebacker from Houston. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts on that? That over, Obviously, there's a lot of question marks uh, on, on productivity of the, their past and their experience. Uh, you know, Obviously, you know, there's some question marks just about fit and everything else, and definitely a lot of new names. I think that if you were to look back six, eight weeks ago into the transfer portal, you know, a lot of these guys' names aren't probably ones that you would have necessarily associated with the University of Florida uh, for both good and bad reasons, right? Just a lot of uncertainty. What do you guys think of the names that have so far entered, and how do you think that they address kind of the, the talent in and talent out, you know, deficiencies that we feel like Florida has, you know, struggled with over the last few years? Well, on an unserious note to start, I want Deuce Spurlock and, and Trahada Mitchell that – have lockers next to each other. Just that Michigan, Ohio state uh, mm. rivalry, put them together in the locker room. Uh, they, so shouldn't be talking, be, they shouldn't be talking about none of that. That'd be a great question though. Mm. Uh, your, your famous question, who's got the best hands on the team. I think we might have to have a little uh, Michigan, Ohio state throw hands, set, squash the beef and let's move on. Everyone's Gators now. Um, I think there was a, there was yeah. a big, <clears throat> there was a big perception 
of the program. What is what the hell is Billy doing? All these guys are leaving. I think you know we've probably talked about this before. A lot of the guys, the names that left, were guys that didn't make an impact last year, mm-hmm. and probably saw the writing on the wall that weren't going to make an impact this year. A lot of those guys were people who I thought would leave after spring football before the 2022 right, season. So right. while the number is huge, only Texas A&M had more people leave. I think really the only surprises to me were Dejon Reynolds, who I thought probably could have gotten some burn this year, got some playing time this year, and then Ethan White. Um, Michael Tarquin clearly wasn't happy with when he returned from injury, the uh, Austin Barber you know, kind of taking his spot and then having a rotation. So that made sense. Um Donovan Mitchell was asked to play linebacker, which I think doesn't benefit Florida because he would have taken two years to fill into a linebacker and he didn't want to play linebacker. So he went to a school uh, back home in his home state, but that's going to play him at safety. So I think there is some talent loss. Um, if you look at the safety room, you, you, I think you still need help there. You've got two really young guys that we like silks silks, the biggest cheerleader from Miguel Mitchell. That's his dog. That's his man. Um, and and then you got <clears throat> and, and then you got uh, you got Kamari, Kamari Wilson. So I think you have two good guys there, but there's not a lot of experience or depth. I think you'd like to get uh, some help there at that safety spot. Um, I don't know that Florida has replaced everything they're losing. You know, hopefully Micah. I don't know how you say the last name. I want to pronounce cool it. Is how I see. It. I want to mm. say Mazuka because it rhymes with bazooka, uh, but that's just mm. me. Bazooka seems like a lot. I don't, I, yeah, I don't it seems saying. a little bit of a stretch, but we'll uh, we'll get that in the pronunciation guy, um, Nick uh, Silk. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, overall, take I think we did very well in the trenches, both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't mind getting a, a, a edge rusher. Wouldn't mind mm-hmm. getting one pass rusher. Um, but but I think offensive line wise, uh, what you brought in, if we could bring in uh, my man uh, Kenyatta Goodwin. I think uh, I may start lying a little bit. I think you just bring in a good po- lot of possibilities. Uh, Goodwin, his thing is a lot of weight issues and, and University mm-hmm. of Florida, from what I'm reading, um, they're selling him on nutrition program and their, and their progress and success so far with uh, Desmond Watson. Uh, but a guy that came in in five-star five status, if you could bring him in and figure out the, the – and I'm not mad at that that – that being an issue you got to fix, right? That's a thing. We've seen Juwan Taylor come here with that problem. Mm-hmm. He figured it out. Um, also, Desmond Watson. And yeah, had, Ethan had, White. Ethan White came in, figured that problem out. So I, I don't mind our nutritional nutritional guys having that issue and, and having to figure that out a little bit. Get them on campus. Uh, let's get them in the gym a little bit. Uh, but that that type of capability, a, a guy that size, if we get him in, I'm going to start to lie a little bit. Because my run game gonna be vicious with my running backs, man. Mm. Um, two of the best, co- probably the best combo in the SEC, mm. just on paper right now. If you just like pro uh, forecasting some stuff, mm-hmm. uh, so I feel good about the trenches. Uh, do need a safety I'm with Nick on that. I wouldn't mind sending a safety back there to, to pair. I feel real good about Kamara Wilson mm-hmm. uh, and, and a couple more young guys. Uh, but it's not a lot of depth, not a lot, of, a lot of senior type leadership. On that, I would like in that position. Um, yeah. a receiver as well, outside receiver. I think we could still use, and we still got time and availability. Like right. there's still guys in the portal. They're still recruiting guys. You can't jump in the portal anymore after since since last Wednesday or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, that day has passed, but the guys that are in there can still decide, and they are of, of course roll enroll uh, maybe summer A or however that works out. But uh, I wouldn't mind another safety, another wide receiver. 
Um, good job getting that third running back. Mm -hmm. uh, he has productivity, proven guy that you depend on if one of your top two backs go down. Uh, that way you ain't got to spring Trey Young well being too early. Mm. Uh, not mad at it. Uh, do want another quarterback. And I do mm. think we eventually find a quarterback in the portal. I don't know how true the, the Sam Hurd contact and, and if we're like are really trying to pursue him. I don't know what that, that information is like, but I do think, man, there's a lot of quarterback battles that's going to go down in spring football. Yeah. Uh, Bama's going to have one. A lot of teams around the country, each Ole Miss just brought in like four guys. Uh, all <laughs> those, all so, those guys somebody from Ole Miss is leaving. For sure. Uh, I think it's Jackson Dart. Uh, writing's on the wall. It's time yeah, to Dart, he, baby. Here's the thing, the dirty business is about Dart. Like, Dart couldn't leave. Like, and, and I'm pretty sure Lane knew, like, bringing, like, risking, mm. like, recruiting these guys and bringing them in that Dart already uses one year pass, right? Mm -hmm. So he can't just jump in the port all willy nilly because I'm recruiting and bringing three guys in to compete with him. So Lane is playing the game a little bit because he knew what Jackson Dart was up, up against. Yeah, oh, I mean that's oh. just that's just crazy. They got uh, they got a lot of talent there uh, in Oxford uh, at that quarterback position. It's going to be guys looking God. for spots, man. And the University of Florida going to have an opportunity to go play and, and play some big games on the big stage. Players going to be interested. Uh, somebody's going to lose quarterback battles this spring, and, and we'll get another influx and another pool of quarterbacks to choose from. Just vibe. Not a whole, I would like it to be a, a younger guy, a guy like Sam Hurd that has like four or five years to play. Since we didn't get Rashad out of this class, I would like somebody to come in and fill that that spot. That And then Lagway come in and do his thing. But we do need a guy, I think, with like four years uh, as ability in the transfer portal. All right. No, I totally agree. Um, let's see. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Um, sorry, just going through any final things that we might need here. No, I 100% agree with you guys. I think that the Gators did well. It'll be interesting to see uh, how some of these guys you know, do develop. There, There's a lot of, in my opinion, a Tarada Mitchell, you know, he's had a lot of opportunities at Ohio State. Has never amounted to probably what his, you know, star rating was outside of uh, outside of high school. But that doesn't mean that there's not an opportunity for him here. There's going to be time to play and an opportunity to play. Do Spurlock, you know, a guy that obviously Jim Harbaugh and that defensive staff, which was very very strong at the time, saw a, you know something in him. You know, it'd be interesting to see what what comes of him and if he could put it all together. You know, if Micah Mazuka and you know, Damian George can put it together on the offensive line, if you could get, you know, Goodwin, you know, got or he'd be he'd be a great add to have, right? But all of a sudden you start to say, hey, like maybe the offensive line is not going to be as good because I would never say that replacing a you know a second team all SEC and an, you know an all you know, or NCAA player uh, is going to be better, but I do think that there's some solid pieces in there, right? Linebacker, you went and you got some bodies. Uh, you know, now it's you get Ricky Pearsall back, which is great. Um, Florida needs a quarterback. Florida probably needs some help at tight end. Florida probably needs an edge rusher. And then Florida definitely needs, you know, probably some help at safety. And we'll see in a few months what, what that looks like. But I give them I've a seen good takes. I'm going to give a solid B. I'm going to give a solid B right now. Yeah, no, I'm not mad. We we fill the needs and we're getting guys. I like I like the programs we're getting them from too. Like all that matters. So I do like the additions. Uh and I, and I do like I just don't want I don't want to be on my homer vibe, but I do like the 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 ceiling of what these linebackers could be that they brought on camera, what the linebacker room could be. I do like Spurlock uh and what, what he presents on paper. 
Mm -hmm. uh, in the few clips I've seen and just what I've heard as far as his work ethics and how he's how explosive he is in the gym. So I'm here just hearing some good things. But um, I don't know what point I was about to make. I went down a rabbit hole. What, would I what was I talking about? We were just talking about the strength of the class overall. Oh, I gave them a B and then you, you jumped in. Uh, yeah, it's still still to be determined. That's yeah. that was my take. I think it's still TBD. I do like I said, a quarterback is a necessity. I don't think it's just a want. I think at this point, the way the Rashada thing all played out, uh, we're, we're put into a corner. That's what I was going to ask you guys. Um, this is that's what I was going to ask. What do you What do you guys? I think there's been some good opinions out there about and some takes about you know how uh, Graham Mertz was developed out there and you know a lot of. Uh, situational football he was put in. Um, not the things I know people writing different articles. I think on three has written some articles mm -hmm. and there's just some podcasters out there with some good takes. What, what's your guys' opinion? Do you think he could be serviceable uh, with a run game that we got? If we protect him, um, we're going to be able to run the ball. I do like, I think, I think our O-line could possibly be better than last year's overall group. Uh, Torrance just made us like super, super like Superman and shit. Like whenever he was out, things hit the fan. So I think, um overall uh we could be a better as an overall group you know what i'm saying like that's my overall take on offense. Listen, like, it, this could, is, it could be an upgrade this is this is where i'm my thoughts on graham mertz i have not watched and i will be the first one to say i have not watched enough wisconsin football over the years to be able to give you a completely sound Graham Mertz take yet i understand if you look at a statistical review of him Obviously, there's some things that are, are left to be desired. I will say, obviously, you know, Wisconsin fired their coach in the middle of the year. Probably not, you know, the same Paul Christ over the last few years as he was the years before that. I think the recruiting was down a little bit. I, I think that there's a, a lot of things that that probably played into it. I, I don't think that Graham Mertz is completely at fault. I don't think that he's at no fault of it, but I do think that he's a guy that is talented. He's shown that he can, you know, make big plays and have great games. You know, he was up for a couple of awards of the week. One, I think a, a big, you know, 10 player of the week award, right? He's, he's got some talent. It's a matter of putting it together. I do think, you know, from an offensive line perspective, it's probably a bit of a wash. You know, Wisconsin usually recruits that, you know, pretty well. But I think from a running back perspective and I think from a from a receiver perspective, I think that he's going to probably enter a place where there's a little bit more talent. And could he put it together? I hope so, and I root for him. Uh, but, you know, I, I still think that Florida needs to, to fix the tight end position to allow him an opportunity to – uh, you know, have that as a weapon. But, you know, I think that there's, you know, from everything that I've gathered, you know, Graham Mertz maybe just changing, you know, scenery, changing a, you know, coaching staff, giving an offseason to work. You know, I, I think that he could be serviceable. Do I think he's going to win the Heisman Trophy? No, I don't. But do I think he's as bad as the the only gif of Graham Mertz that out there? And that's a picture of him, you know, with his uh, thumbs to his back saying Graham Mertz isn't good or is not good. Um, so that's my take on Graham until I spend some of this time in the off season watching some highlight film from him. I, um, I, I can't remember who made the edit. I, I laughed my ass off though. It was like Graham Mertz highlight tapes. And it was like three straight minutes of handoffs. That was yeah. Fun. It sounds like an orange and blue Gator um, do, but um, that, that was funny. Um, he's got a big arm. I think he gets in, he's gotten in trouble from going back and watching um, games and I'm not watching highlights. I'm trying to watch full games. Um, Thank God to the, the, the good people who uh, rip 
the TV streams from the Big Ten Network and take out all the commercials and put up a three-hour game in 15 minutes on YouTube. Uh, your work is, is appreciated. Um, he gets into a lot of trouble, it seems. He has a big arm, and he tries to fit passes into windows that maybe when you're in high school are there, um, but they're not there in the Big Ten. They certainly won't be there uh, in the SEC. Um, I, I think we saw a lot of that from Anthony Richardson. I think my, my original take was a less athletic Anthony Richardson – uh, that might not be fair to Graham Mertz. Um, the coaches I've talked to um, and one of the writers from The Athletic who's covered Graham Mertz since 2017 because um, Mertz was the highest-ranked quarterback ever to commit to Wisconsin at the time um, said that, you know, all, all the tropes, Dan. First yeah. in, last out, hardest Good. worker. The lunch pail guy. Lunch pail guy. Coach's son, you know. Coach Jim Rod. All the, rat, gym all, rat. All the, all the tropes. Um, May actually be a rat. Who knows? <laughs> um, so, it, it, listen, I, I'm not going to say he sucks or, or throw him out. I also don't think that it's his job. I think you're going to have to win that job from Jack Miller. Um, and and uh, we'll see the who wins out from the, the law firm of Mertz and Miller. In this That's going to be a hell of a, a firework battle to watch. There. You know I'm, what? I'm thrilled. I, I bet wait. I bet I you've wait. never wished you had the Ooh, ability boy. to go to more spring practice than you do this mm. offseason. Open them all up, Billy. Um, yeah, I open them up, Billy. The the first seven second clip that gets tweeted out of Graham Mertz throwing or Jack. Uh, when you th- when you see a Graham Mertz to rookie Pearsall forty yard pass, oh, Silk's, mm. Silk's lives are going to be through the roof. No, no, the lies are going to be like those those little slants <laughs> that that are hitting stride. Just a little slant hitting stride. I just need a nice little six yard out route. You know, oh, need sex. to hit those with some some consistency. Sex appeal, oh, a six man. yard out. Ooh, baby. I think like, I was getting a lot of, and I've been just doing like just something like you know, my googles and stuff. Uh, like the last uh, transfer, a guy that had a lot of talent uh, with, with, with Wisconsin as well, the Jack Cone kid that left and went to Notre mm. Dame. Um, I think he lost his job because of injury um, to, to Graham Mertz, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but a guy that got to Notre Dame and thrived after losing that, after leaving that system, um, got to have potential and, and, and he did very well. So some people finding some type of glimmer of hope in that, in that perspective. And, and you've seen Hendon Hooker and what he could do. And I've just uh, doubted quarterbacks in the past. So I just vibe, I just let things play out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to jump into it, to any conclusions. Uh, I think there's a reason he was rated uh, with all those stars and, and where he was ranked at high, coming out of high school. Same thing with uh, the quarterback uh, Garcia leaving, Jay Garcia leaving Miami. I think those guys are going to have an opportunity to kind of uh, fix their name. Uh, we've seen that happen with Joe Milton as well, um, leaving Michigan, uh, finally getting an opportunity when Hendon Hooker, who was the same guy that did that did revive his career. We're just seeing these older guys just find a, a breath of fresh air and, and new toolage. Uh, Gil a spark. Uh, so I'm, I do like that how old he is and, you know, in, in his previous ranking because it's a trend there. Uh, but I'm just going to let it play out. I don't have to jump to any take uh, into any takes about him and, and speaking absolutes. But uh, I do think we need a quarterback in the portal uh, to come in, a guy that's already got some some experience to compete with him. Because um, this team is, is just starting to put together a nice little roster. I'm not mad at uh, the defect, what, what left and what they added. You're muted then. 
Yikes. Um, sorry about that. Uh, no, absolutely. We know that Florida needs to continue to grow uh, in high school recruiting as well. It does seem that Florida uh, is obviously doing well in the class of 2024. I uh, do expect a lot more action over the next few weeks. But uh, again, we will be in a wait and see approach. Uh, but uh, I think all of our thoughts on, on these nine are um, – you filled some gaps, you filled some holes, and you you did a pretty good job. You got some consistency. You've got some veteran, a lot of you know, a lot of older guys uh, in this group as well. Not just a lot of your first, second, and third year transfers. You're getting a couple fourth, fifth, and sixth year guys uh, into the program as well. Let's see. Uh, any final thoughts? Do you want to give Ben Shelton? We mentioned his name a little bit earlier, but Ben Shelton is into the quarterfinals um, of the Australian Open. So, congratulations to him. Um, that is a huge accomplishment um, for the former Florida Gator tennis player. Uh, I think he is one of the first American men. To, I think he's one of only three or four American men to make a quarterfinal of a major event uh, in their first go around at a major event. So congratulations to Ben Shelton. Uh, certainly we will be rooting you on. Gentlemen, any final thoughts on the Gators program right now before we take it into uh, Song of the Week? Um, big Big basketball week. You get a home game uh, Wednesday against, I think, South Carolina. But then uh, a trip out to the Little Apple yeah. and uh, Keontae Johnson. So um, have, has been awesome to watch Keontae um, play this year for them. He's He's been the, the best player for Kansas State. Um, and that'll be, I'm sure, an emotional game for him. Um, and, you know, uh, Colin Castleton and, and some of the other guys that were still on the roster. Um, and were his teammates. Yeah, and congratulations to the uh, women's volleyball pro or uh, uh, gymnastics program. Pardon me, that beat the University of Alabama on Friday, one ninety seven point three two five to one ninety six point four five. And a little teaser might have uh, a gymnastics, a member of the gymnastics team on Stadium and Gale. Yep, soon. Yeah, for the vibe, you know Excited we do. Uh, I've been uh, raving about you know five six one. I'm gonna hype it up. You know what time it is. Chauncey Boyens uh, got offers from Alabama and in in Georgia. We're gonna have to fend them off uh, this entire cycle. Um, but he's that real deal. I keep telling everybody, uh, don't get caught up in all. I know there's a lot of names out there in the running back room, but we got a killer at running back right now, and uh, we got to hold on to this monster. Um, but he, they, they, those are some big offers that went out for him this week. Congratulations to Chauncey. Gentlemen, uh, is it my turn for Song of the Week? I don't remember. It's I your think song. Nick... It's your, it's your, it's your vibe's birthday, boy. All right. Yeah, yeah, it was my birthday last week. Thanks, everybody, for helping me raise money for the V Foundation for Cancer Research. We do it every year. Uh, with this year's total, uh, I think we eclipsed $13,000, which is super, super cool. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, I'm going to see... Shane Smith and the Saints with our boy Paul Salmons on Thursday. Paul, so what do, do, baby? Paul, baby. baby. Yeah. That'll be that'll be a day. That'll be an it evening. Still, and it was still always the Jags, by the way. Just so everybody know that. We we took an L. It was um, always the Jags. No that shout were out to the Chiefs, no, yes. Another shout out to Kadarius Tony. Um he's still in the playoffs. Congrats, man. Do your thing, but not a shout out. Um mm. 
But it's still the Jags. I'm excited about the future, man. The future is bright in Duval. What for the football program or for the city? Uh, yeah, no, I don't really hang out there. Ah, okay, okay. I just cheer. Yeah, yeah. All right, perfect. Uh, but uh, let's see. Uh, Paul and I are gonna go. Uh, to see Shane Smith, it's it's the first time that we've ever seen them headline, so super excited about that. Uh, they have a song called "The Coast," which is a really good song. Um, boys, same corner, same time next week with uh, potentially a legendary guest. Already, I love it. Well, thanks everybody for joining on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Hit that thumbs up button before you head out. Uh, thanks to our uh, sponsors, Alumni Hall. Uh, Homefield Apparel and Alan Horn, and we'll see you guys at the same corner and same time. Flex on Jetty Blank as he walks into the goal In a lighthouse shining out to the sea To the shrimp who stared in disbelief At the mermaid saying he's gotta believe That a light will take him home And by the Mississippi River there's a southbound train And it's headed for the goal Gonna buy my ticket and hold it tight Till I know I'm getting close See me running down the alleyway Looking for the jetty Searching for my soul You know Change their mind I'm tired of the hustle Get out of the muscle Every time I see the light Tell me baby Can you feel my soul I'm rolling with the rhythm On cruise control I got three chords And I speak the truth To Willie Nelson That's a country song By the Mississippi River There's a southbound train And it's headed for the goal Gonna buy my ticket And hold it tight Till I know I'm getting close Running down the alleyway looking for the jetty Searching for my soul, you know Mississippi River, there's a southbound train and it's heading for the goal. Gonna buy my ticket and hold it tight till I know I'm getting close. You see me running down the alleyway looking for the jetties, searching for my soul, you know.